Maria. I am a breastfeeding mama of four and a GP lactation consultant. It's really funny because when I um, type lactation consultant into my phone, the predictive text, text always turns it into lactating consultant, which was also accurate. Um, so happy new year everyone. For our first episode this year, I thought I'd share a little rant that I um, wrote on a friend's um, Facebook page in response to some of the negative feedback she'd gotten when she shared some brow fees. So it's a breastfeeding selfie for World Breastfeeding Week last year. Um, I think it's really important to normalize breastfeeding as just, you know, a normal thing that our body um, is designed to do. Just as normal as walking or breathing or talking, um, but is often seen as something other um, something extra, something a bit weird and niche. Um, so here is my take on um, maybe like a different way of um, thinking about breastfeeding. Here we go. I think it's not as simple as choosing to breastfeed or not. There are many pressures on women from all levels of society and unfortunately we don't live in a breastfeeding friendly society or even a society in which breastfeeding is considered normal. So when people say they choose not to breastfeed, I always wonder if it was really a choice. When one option is so difficult that you have to take on massive personal costs and um, suffering actually to do it. Yes, um, you've made a decision at the end of the day, but was it really a fair choice? So let's think about um, walking, for example. If we make super uncomfortable shoes that don't fit and also tie the shoelaces up, so your feet hurts just wearing the shoes and you fall over constantly, and then make you take a pay cut if you take too long when you need to get up and walk somewhere at work, and also design the offices and the city's infrastructure to make walking challenging, to make walking extremely challenging every step of the way. So maybe um, stairs everywhere, um, paths that are narrow and um, uneven, just anything you can think of there. Then we market other alternatives to walking um, make, making them sound scientifically developed and just as good as walking for your health. And yes, designed our infrastructure around these other alternatives to walking um, in a way that undermines walking in and of itself at the same time. And then on top of that, um, if, you're if, you're, if you're health professionals say things like, sure, walking is very good for your health, but Da, 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 outline all the negative um, impacts of walking on your health, which may or may not be true. And then, if your health professionals learn all about um, walking from the industry that creates and markets walking alternatives, so the only info they have about walking is actually from people in whose interest it would be if people didn't walk. So let's just think about the implications of that as well. So now you come to these health professionals, right? And you say, I'm having difficulties with walking. And they say, well, uh, actually I couldn't walk either, but that's okay, here are some alternatives. Like, would that be acceptable? 
And then, so say you are really, really determined to walk. So you walk, look all around, you ask your friends, you look online, but you can only find help and support with walking from people who have had some personal experience with walking, despite um, all the barriers that they've come across. Um, so these people um, are basically just doing the supporting in their spare time because obviously minimal funding also goes into walking support. Um, because going back to industry, um, these industries marketing walking alternatives get a lot of money um, out of people who aren't able to walk for all of the reasons um, we already talked about. Um, so it is in their best interest to influence policy and infrastructure to make walking extremely difficult. Because of that, minimal funding goes into walking support despite everyone going, well, yeah, walking is really good for you. Um, and in fact, because nobody sees anybody else walk, um, it has come to be perceived as perhaps a primitive function or um, explicit and rude because only people um, considered lower in, uh, um, you know, in our, I guess, classist society um, or people who are a bit alternative and a bit weird. Um, so then if you do manage to walk, then you'll look down upon for doing something a bit out there um, and, you know, makes other people uncomfortable because maybe walking has become sexualized. Um, maybe people have a leg fetish or a feet fetish or whatever. Anyway, so, you know, I'm sure you can come up, wow, I'm sure you can come up with other um, parallels there. So I think if we live in such a society, it wouldn't be surprising that most people would choose not to walk because no matter how much walking promotion there is, in fact, telling people about the benefits of walking in this kind of setting just makes people feel bad that they can't walk or have chosen, in air quotes, not to walk. Then, because there are some people who looks at, looked at the science, um, studied human physiology, um, who have... Um, you know, managed to prove, not that it should need proving in the first place, that walking is beneficial for our fitness and health. So they um, work very hard, they lobby, and they manage to make um, an event called World Walking Week. So now we've got this World Walking Week. On World Walking Week, when the people who have either managed to carry on walking despite all the imposed difficulties or decided to take off those damn shoes, when they want to celebrate the fact that they are able to walk loud and proud, now these people have to contend with the backlash from people who are not walking for, you know, all of the reasons we already discussed. Can you please walk more discreetly? Nobody wants to see those feet. And please stop shaming those who choose or who were not able to walk. My point is, if we don't advocate and campaign for change, society will not recognize that those horrible shoes with the laces tied together um, that actually damage your feet, make you fall over constantly, um, the infrastructure designed to undermine walking and make you pay, literally, um, financially and bodily if you choose to walk, I'm not saying that we should ignore the feelings of the people who choose or are not able to walk, 
In fact, we actually need better support for them and to recognize that not being able to walk is traumatic and help them to process their experiences and find other ways to um, support their reaching their fitness goals. But we can't blame this on walking. The fault of people not being able to walk squarely falls on all the things that literally trip people up. If we leave people each to their own without recognizing the barriers they face, then people, especially the underprivileged and the vulnerable, will never get the help they deserve and need. So that's where I ended the rant. Um, I would add, though, in terms of the health professionals getting um, education about how to walk from people whose job it is to undermine walking, is that the um, even though you know there are sort of basic physiology that anybody would recognize as yep yep this should this should benefit walking they can put really really subtle undermining messages in there that just makes it sound a little bit too hard or um, some subtle ways um, that perhaps the advice on walking actually trips people up um, and we will definitely be discussing more about this. Um, um, further episodes is that is one of my bugbears because whenever um, something comes out in the media as pointing the finger at um, you know breastfeeding being really difficult for someone when you look back through the story there's an invariably um, things that have happened along the way that have impacted on their ability to breastfeed um, and going back into this, um, there's a lot of the infant feeding history where um, actually it is the advice from health professionals that have undermined breastfeeding. And I think that is a massive elephant in the room that is not being addressed. Because again, um, as a healthcare professional myself, you want to, I know that we all want to do the best for our um, patients and the whanau we're looking after. Um, and it isn't really... Like we shouldn't be, we aren't the only ones to blame when the education we receive is so poor um, that you have to go and actively seek out evidence-based information that doesn't come from industry. Um, because it's, it is really difficult. We need funding to do all the things um, and we just don't have the budget. Um, and when it's not in our culture, then it becomes like, a really uphill battle to have to um, lobby and try and raise awareness but at the same time deal with the backlash that comes from people's unresolved feeding trauma or just lots and lots of cultural misconception about how um, how feeding our baby works and in fact how normal human baby behavior that's not being supported by society in general anyway um, so I hope that um, everybody's had been able to get a bit of a time um, downtime to um, slow down a little bit, um, just enjoy um, some rest and relaxation, hopefully. Although, um, as I'm well aware, being a breastfeeding mama, uh, there's very often very limited time to um, have some uh, space and time to yourself. So, yeah, that is me for now. Um, we have, I have some pretty exciting um, episodes that I'm planning and uh, will be recording very shortly. So after a bit of a slow start to our podcast with, you know, work and life getting in the way sometimes, 
Um, hopefully this year we will be putting out more regular episodes. I've got a really good one about baby poos coming up, um, as well as um, one about breastfeeding boundaries um, and returning to work. So uh, email us if you have any suggestions or topics you want to hear more about on pod- podcast at nurturedclinic.co.nz. I'll pop that in the show notes. Um, and I will also pop a link to a fantastic article about um, breastfeeding, the breastfeeding culture in Mongolia, just as like a through the looking glass kind of thing at oh, what, a, what a truly um, breastfeeding normal society looks like. All right, kakite, that's all for now. Bye. Just a quick boring disclaimer. None of the information discussed in the podcast is um, is supposed to be medical advice. If after listening to this podcast you have any specific questions, feel free to reach out. We'll put our email address in the show notes.